0: Dolphins, Cowboys, Christmas Eve, that's fun. 425 kickoff, by the way, on Christmas Eve, so that means game day uncensored with Brandon Tobin, Omar Kelly, and myself will be beginning at noon, noon start time for game day uncensored. Crowder, a couple things I wanted to touch on before we get into Tua Tungavailoa's comments here regarding uh, the Dolphins. Yesterday, we we just ran out of time when we were at Hollywood Kia. You had to catch a flight, but you were talking about the tight end under McDaniel's scheme, right? And the fact that mm-hmm. Durham Smythe, I believe the stat was that he had a, a season high for receptions in the most recent game against the Jets, but he hasn't caught a touchdown yet this season. We were talking about Dolphins issues, not, not so much in the red zone, but in goal-to-go situations, and you had mentioned that what the Dolphins are missing is that that Kittle tight end, right? Like just that monster yep. who can kind of run everything for you. And while I agree with you 100, percent and I don't think it should be an indictment on Durham Smythe, I thought, you know, for, no. truthfully, he's he's really good. He, he he's played really good. He's he's not George Kittle though, obviously. Um, I would I would say you know Kyle Shanahan had has been a head coach since 2017, and he's having this success over the past couple seasons. But it wasn't just like immediate, hey, they're Super Bowl contenders right off the bat. And look at the strides McDaniel has made from year one to year two. Look no further, obviously, to a tongue of Iloa, But aside from that, the running back position last year, I thought one of the biggest criticisms of McDaniel outside of December coaching was the run game. He was brought in as this run game guru, mm-hmm. and and there wasn't really an emphasis on the run game until the last like five six games of the season. And I thought this year, I mean, it, it, this team, you've you've said it right. They're a run they're a run first football team. Even though Tua and Tyreek are putting up stupid numbers, so just from one year to the next, the strides he made in the running game. My argument would be, why couldn't he do that in the tight end? arena as well
1: with another year or two under his belt here as a head coach. He's going to do it. Solana, he's going to do it. Like, that's what I said, because they're going to have a very low draft pick. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to have 25, 25 to 32 in the first round. And that's why I say they could take a top tight end. Let me, you know what? I'll be honest. Two of the best, most successful, loved players in Dolphin history. And they're both my good friends and they wouldn't disagree with me. Jason Taylor was not a great run defender. Jason Taylor would get to that damn quarterback and he was a monster. He's a hall of famer. I think 137 and a half total tackles. First battle. Jason was a dog getting to the quarterback. People used to run at Jason Taylor. He was not great against the run. Ricky Williams wasn't a great receiver. Ricky Williams caught some screens and different things they did with him. Ricky was not, he wasn't Kareem hunt or he wasn't. um, What's the boy in new Orleans. Um, Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara, yeah. Like, Ricky wasn't that. Ricky couldn't get in the slot. Ricky Williams has no – he couldn't tie Christian McCaffrey's shoes in the passing game, and Ricky's a better running back than Christian McCaffrey. People have limitations. Durham Smythe's an ass-kicker in the run. You just said it, Solana. He had four receptions. That set his career record. Just think about that. We we look at guys like a Travis Kelsey, look at guys like a George Kittle. I'll go back to my age and guys that were whooping my ass and Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez and those type tight ends. Those guys are a dime a dozen. They are generational talents. I just want to see McDaniel with a tight end that can do George Kittle type things or Travis Kelsey type things. And I think that would open up the best offense in football this year, numbers-wise quarterback leading the league in in passing yards receiver leading the league in receiving yards give me a tight end that's going to be one-on-one with a middle linebacker give me a tight end that can beat a Channing Crowder every single play in pass coverage and it's going to open up more for Tua it's going to open up more for Waddle for, for, for Tyreek I was just saying that I know the style of offense. I watched the 49ers, and I see Debo Samuel and George Kittle and and and, and, Iuke and Christian McCaffrey, and those guys doing what they're going to do. I know the lineage that McDaniel comes from. I yeah. know what he's trying to do with his offense. If you go out, even that boy from what's the Detroit Lions boy, Hawkinson? Hawkinson, yeah. That's that big white boy. That Joker can play some or, damn football, or man. Or
0: maybe now he's in Minnesota. Now it's like Sam Laporta, the rookie, who's also balling in, in,
1: in Detroit. Right. Hawkinson yeah the little young boy from Detroit yeah he is a dog I just want to see this offense that is breaking Dolphin records um uh Raheem Mostert just broke Ricky Williams record and touched you know I'm saying like I want to see this offense with a Laporta with a Kittle with a Kelsey I wasn't saying it as I'm criticizing a Chris Greer or a McDaniel for not having that guy they saw Gasecki, and I'll use it as an example they looked at Goseki and said, this is not the t- the type of tight end we need because Gasecki is a big-ass glorified slot. And and by the way, I know you weren't at all. I was just thinking about it last night when
0: we were talking about that conversation, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, look at what he did with Tua in, in two years, right? And really in one year because the the leap from flow Tua to even last year pre-concussion Tua and, and pre-second concussion Tua or third concussion, whatever, in December when he ends up missing, like – It was night and day, right? And then this year, what he did with the running game, to take A-Chan, he wasn't even playing. He had like five combined snaps in the first two weeks, and then he's the most electrifying player prior to his first injury. And then with Mostert, I mean, I read the stat on Monday, (laughs) Mostert in his first eight seasons of his NFL career, 19 total touchdowns. This year, he's got 20. So the leaps he's taken in just two years, like I, I can't wait to see you know, five years from now, hopefully he's still a Dolphins head coach, but the same progress Shanahan has made going from, you know, elite offensive-minded guy to now arguably the most well-respected head coach in the NFL, it's not crazy to expect McDaniel to be in that, that category in a couple of years as well, and as he continues to prioritize different things to improve on within the Miami Dolphins organization, tight end as you're saying, is 100% going to be one of them.
1: And that's one thing, quickly. We're we're in the game day uncensored, so I'll get football football football-y with you right now. I balled out in my first couple years, and you know who was next to me? Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas Jr. Sayout, Sam Madison in the front, Keith Traylor, Bonnie Holiday, Kevin Carter. It made it so much easier on me. I'm talking about the the thought of that. We're just speaking about that. And then when Peasy came in, Getting 18 sacks a season. Like I saw the difference when I'm dropping back on the tight end and I don't, I'm trying to see where his stem is gonna go. Is he going inside, outside? Do I need to try to, you know, yell at YB about messing up because I can't cover this guy? Next thing I know, the the crowd roars because PZ just got a sack in two seconds. Like players around you make good players better. And I'm not saying I'm a two-a-tongue of a lower because he's an MVP race, but I'm just saying I've watched playing around greatness. And upgrading greatness. And I've watched playing around normal guys, playing around normal dudes. Tua's great right now without a tight end threat. And that was the point about me saying, I guarantee I love Chris Greer. He wears hats with suits. I don't get it, but let him do what he does. But Chris Greer is not, he's a very smart dude. He's a very intelligent GM. Right now he is looking for a tight end to add to this offense. Double Tyreek, double Waddle, You're going to leave your middle linebacker on Laporta, on Hawkinson, on Kelsey, on these type of tight ends that we're speaking of, George Kittle. It's going to be impossible. Okay, and Raheem Mostert's coming at his backfield. Oh, you're going to let A-Chan run one-on-one with your strong side safety and let him bop, bop, bop his ass and go for 80 because we know what A-Chan can do? They're going to keep building on one of the best offenses that the NFL has ever seen, and that next step will be getting a tight end that can embarrass a safety or a linebacker. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. What would you say? Mark the tape? Whatever the hell y'all say. Mark yeah. the tape. Watch when they add this athletic tight end this offseason. Tua gets his deal. Tyreek's already locked in. Jalen Waddles locked in. You got Berrios, Chase Claypool. I don't know. He damn used him. And I thought he was going to be the tight end threat in the red zone as well when he came and we talked about it. But watch when they add this dual threat tight end that can whoop a defensive end's ass in the run game and also act like he's going to whoop him and release on a play-action pass and nobody's covering him. That's all George. Watch half of George Kittle's damn catches. There's nobody covering George Kittle because of the fact that what Christian McCaffrey can do, Debo can do, he can sneak away as a third threat